0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Unsolicited Advice. I am your host, Jake Sprague, a comedian here in sunny Los Angeles, California, and this is a podcast where I give advice to people that never asked me for it. It's really, really great, and everyone loves it, and we are here for Season 2! That's right, Season 2, I made the very difficult decision. I got sat down, I prayed with my wife and family, and we decided it was time to pick up this podcast for a second season uh, today, I am joined by a really, really wonderful guy, Will Hines. Hi, Will.
1: Hey. Jake. How's it going?
0: Um, I'm doing great, man. Uh, oh, that's good, man. Me too. Uh, Will is a an actor, an improv teacher. I would consider him a guru, but he told me don't call me a guru. <laughs> uh, he's a humble man. Uh, Will, where can people find all the wonderful things you do?
1: Um. Okay, I plug everything on my Twitter, and that's W-I-L-L-H-I-N-E-S. And I'm selling improv classes right now at willhinesimprov.com, so you can check that out, too.
0: Oh, and Will's Somewhere just... Between
1: those two things, you'll, you'll see everything.
0: One of the all-time greats. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh. Uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, we're going to give so, some...
1: So honored to be here for Season 2.
0: Oh, season 2, yeah, it's a really exciting time. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, We're going to give out some relationship advice. Our topic uh, from the relationship advice subreddit, my, this is a 26-year-old female, boyfriend, 29-year-old male, Mm -hmm. won't use his real voice, and it's becoming a problem. So I I don't know the entire story here. I kind of skim these. Uh, uh-huh. To see if they sound good for the podcast So I'm actually not sure exactly where this is going But It's a great opener It's a great opener and it sounds like um,
1: I'm going to say at the outset I already want to pick a side And then see if I change my mind once I know the details
0: Yeah, what, whose side do you want to pick? I'm on his
1: side right now I think that's Whoa! so funny I think that's <laughs> yeah. a good way to live your life You think he's I, doing I, a I ju- bit? <laughs> yeah, I judge things Based on their entertainment value As seen from a distance And so far I'm on his side
0: Wow, interesting. I mean, I feel like I'm on his side only in that uh, I feel bad for him because I'm guessing he doesn't enjoy the sound of his voice, which is okay. which is normal, right? Don't we all kind of go to oh, some that's degree? What I sound yes. Like? Every yeah. time
1: we hear our voice recorded, it sounds like the worst version of what we thought it was.
0: Yeah, um, I think so. And then if I see myself. Like I know what I look like, but then if I see myself in a photo or I, yeah. if I see myself on video, I go, "Oh, that's actually how I look."
1: Yeah. <laughs> Does that
0: make sense? Like, it's
1: I, so jarring.
0: It, you're, you're no. I'm never happy with it. I'm always. What thinking, must it be
1: like to look at photos of yourself and just be like, "I look great." Like, I guess like perfect-looking people are just like, "No, I actually like looking at photos of myself. I did great there."
0: You know, I've i've thought that as well but i was challenged on that assumption on a recent podcast that um good-looking people have the same insecurities as everyone else in fact maybe because they're praised for their looks often they might have more that they're yeah. like really focused in on
1: yeah i guess if i look at a photo and i'm like i don't look that great i'm like well so i wasn't banking on that anyway like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> you know I, my, my currency in terms of what i think i'm playing with doesn't change but i guess if i'm like a good looking dude and People are telling me that all the time. Tell me that all the time. And I look at some photo of myself and I look like a troll hunched over and just like swatting at things with my dumb body language. Yeah. I guess Yeah. Bummed. More bummed. Okay.
0: I, there are some photos that uh, I am in with other people and I'm so mad with the sort of <laughs> position that my body is in. Uh, and I think about it all the time. I know no one cares at all because everyone at least in my mind, is thinking about themselves. That's what I'm doing. Yes. So uh, I know no one cares, but man, I look at those photos and I think, how how did this happen?
1: When I first started doing improv comedy, like for my level two class show, and I had never done anything on stage before taking improv classes. Somebody took a couple photos during the show, including of a scene that I was in. And I had, my head looked so enormous to me. I had no idea. Look. To me, it looked like my ear was, like, right next to my nose. And then my head went for, like, five yards behind <laughs> that. Like, it looked insane. It looked like a Star Trek species.
0: Yeah. It was tough to take. Too qu- well, a question then in the thing.
1: First, were you drinking a lot at the time? Do you drink? I don't drink anymore. I was drinking a lot at that time.
0: I feel like when I drink a lot, I get a bigger head. Like, literally, (laughs) my head is larger, I think, when I'm drinking a lot. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Maybe that was it. And then uh, what I was going to say is there is a video that I'm in. I I did with, like, a friend or something. And I don't know what it is, but the angle of it, I think I look like a monster. Like, I think I have (laughs) some okay angles. I've never even considered angles before in my life. But in this particular video, I couldn't look more. I feel like I look like a troll. Like, that's what I actually, like a Dungeons and Dragons style troll. What you would see in the monster manual. Okay. Sorry. Let's get Uh, into
1: this. Let's get into the details.
0: Uh, My boyfriend and I have been dating for just over five months now. In all other areas, things are going pretty well thus far. We've met each other's friends, and I'm planning on introducing him to my family soon. My boyfriend's voice seems to fluctuate a lot, way beyond what is normal. (laughs) 99% 99% of the time, he'll speak in this heavy, guttural voice that sounds like an action hero or something. <laughs> I know that some men have a deeper voice naturally, but my boyfriend's voice is far deeper than anyone else I know in real life. It's practically a growl. Um, this is wonderful because I, ar- I already think what happened is um, his voice cracked maybe a lot. Which yeah. is I don't know why, but when my voice cracks, <laughs> I feel like I, my, my uh, the way I view myself goes down like ten levels. Like my oh, yeah. status immediately drops
1: through the floor. The slightest crack in my voice, I lose all self-esteem for days. Yeah. I
0: I'll, I'll joke about it, but I'll I won't get over it for hours. Um,
1: it's so instantly undermining. It's right? as if you it's as if you fell. Yes,
0: that's a great way to look at it because mm-hmm. it's like. You had no control over it, and for some reason, it's so embarrassing. I don't know why. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Who cares?
1: Who cares? It feels like you just got smacked in the face with a snowball when your voice cracks and you didn't, like, see it coming.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. We've been spending more time together. I've noticed that there are certain times his voice sounds way different. For example, a few days ago, I asked him a question in the middle of the night when he was almost asleep, and his voice sounded much more normal whenever he's excited or taken by surprise he lets his (laughs) other voice slip this other voice is much higher pitched and more nasally if that makes sense it's nothing like the voice i associate with my boyfriend he's doing like
1: he's doing like
0: man voice i think (laughs)
1: yeah he is like he's he's being like if like you play with an action figure yes the voice you would give to like gi joe or something like here i come whatever yeah do you what have a ton you, of work? What a ton of work!
0: It is, but you know what this reminds me of a little mm. bit. I feel like I'm always slightly sucking in my stomach, <laughs> like always slightly. I, it's not a lot, especially during quarantine. It really doesn't happen as much anymore. But yeah. I feel like I'm always sort of uh, guarded in that way. So it feels yeah. like he's always just a little, just a couple notes deeper than his real voice you know
1: i don't know i couldn't keep it going i know my own commitment as an actor is so bad you know uh
0: sometimes i think and my commitment as an actor is uh even worse uh sometimes <laughs> i think people do this when they have an accent and they don't want to let it go but it's kind of like going away. But they're like, "Nah, I'm Southern," right. and they've lived away from the South for 20 years. And yeah. I think they almost keep it around because it's a part of them. But I think it's it's hard. It's hard to hold on to it because if I oh, here's a good way to look at it. If I watch uh, the British version of The Office, I start walking around my house being like, "It's brilliant,
1: yeah," you know. <laughs>
0: Um, I just oh, yeah. start I'll, adopting I adopt, it.
1: I adopt voices all the time if I'm watching them. Yeah. Or if, so, even if I'm talking to friends for too long who have a particularly strong personality, I'll adopt their cadence.
0: Of course. And stuff yeah. Like that.
1: So I think of you. I'll have say, like, left, yeah, my man. I said my man the other day when I was talking to somebody. I never say, like, my man. But I was I, talking to a friend of mine. I was like, what's up, my man? And I was like, yeah, what's going on, my man? Uh, and uh, it sounds so inauthentic. I don't know what it is, but.
0: Someone or something every once in a while says baby. Uh, yes. Like, not like talking about a baby. Like, like
1: hey, baby. Hey, baby. You see a baby?
0: And every time I've ever just done something like that, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm such a yes. fraud. I can't get away with, hey, baby.
1: Yeah, nobody can. Nobody should do that.
0: Um, okay. Uh, when we first started so, dating, I remember noticing that my boyfriend had a voice that was lower in pitch than average, but never thought much of it but I was watching a saved video of the two of us from a few months ago and comparing now and then, and there's been a significant drop in pitch. (laughs) (laughs) His voice is so gravelly now that he basically sounds like Christian Bale Batman voice if the guy had also been a chain smoker. This is wild. Uh, This didn't really seem like an issue until I was thinking about it the other day and brought it up to my boyfriend just out of interest what i wasn't expecting was for him to absolutely shut down telling me to mind my business and that his voice had nothing to do with me obviously this relationship is new but he's never flipped out like that before he's usually a pretty good communicator dude
1: oh my gosh this is amazing this is incredible i dropped several pitches he got a girlfriend He's like, this is working. I have to. Yeah. Believe me, if I let the voice go up, I have yeah. to double down on this.
0: That's that's so. It's like he did find that something was getting him some positive uh, attention, and he really leaned into it to the point where everyone's like, "This is a lot,
1: dude." <laughs> Several, <laughs> the pitch dropped even. <laughs>
0: it, I. It's crazy that it dropped just over the course of a few months.
1: Five months is not that long. Yeah you have, you have uh, to spread that out over a couple of years if you're gonna to try to move your voice down like several several pitches.
0: It reminds me of uh the I think it's the on the Tim Robinson show, the sketch of the the person getting a toupee and they have like the slowly regrowing hair toupee yeah. or the slowly losing hair toupee. Yeah. Ra- I, I think that's really, really smart. Um and this is like exactly that. You can't do it overnight. You know, it has to be real gradual. But I guess he, you know, he's pulled the wool over her eyes for a little while. Okay. How should I handle this? I don't really understand the issue here or what is getting him upset, but I get the feeling it's something we need to talk about if it's making him react like this. I don't know why he'd put on a voice that's so much deeper than his natural (laughs) one, especially considering nobody really talks like he does in real life. So there we go, Will.
1: So, I mean, I do understand where he's coming from, right? Like we've said, like, you can be, one can be very, so insecure about your own voice. I have like a little thin reedy nasally voice. And again, whenever I hear a recording of it, I am dismayed to learn that that's what I have always sounded like. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just accept it and sort of move on. But I, if I could like press a button and just have a deeper voice that was like authentically... I would take it.
0: I the same way yeah. If I
1: could be like two inches taller, I would take it. Like I, I would, yeah. If I could just trade in and have that happen, I would do it. So
0: I, I totally can, agree. I can
1: understand his like desire, but it's, it is sort of like wearing a toupee or like lifts or something like that. It's like, is it worth the lie or whatever?
0: Yeah. And I think that's in a weird way. I think it's like a very personal thing. Like I feel like for some people, All of those things are worth the lie you know some people care so much about their lips being big that they're gonna go somewhere and get their lips injected and everyone knows it's not real but they want it to be that way so
1: who's this reminds me of the silicon valley woman who like talked in a low voice all the time and she was scamming people about her uh the medical technology of her company saying that like, you could do blood tests on your phone with their like attachment and they never really were able to do this, but she basically like lie. It was, it's Elizabeth something I think.
0: Yeah. You're so right. I saw that uh documentary on HBO and what was her and, name? And her
1: voice was like weirdly low. Like, it's like, well, you're definitely putting on that, that voice. And is, is are you not called out for Elizabeth Holmes? Elizabeth
0: Holmes, yeah. Uh, and, the HBO uh, documentary we're talking about, uh, or maybe you're talking about something else also, but is the inventor, that. Out for Blood in Silicon Valley.
1: Yeah. Um, Ther- uh, Theranos, that was her thing. And she, you know, in some ways is like, you kind of, before we f- everyone found out that her company was lying and that she was lying, People are kind of rooting for the story here. Oh, this like young woman uh, who's like taken Silicon Valley by storm and is a really aggressive salesperson and is like, you know, in this like boys club world is being successful. You know, at at some point you're like, oh, that's kind of admirable. Then she talks and it's like, what's Why are you doing that? Like, I'm on board with, I don't need this. Why do you think this is necessary? But she basically never stopped doing it, right? Do you? Yes,
0: she didn't stop doing it. I think she has let it slip from time to time, but she kind of uh like had a little, did a little bit of this.
1: She goes a little down like this. It sounds like she's doing a cartoon voice. It sounds insane.
0: Yeah, it does. But she, she used it. Obviously, she thought it helped command some sort of respect or or something. At some point, you're
1: like, it is working. Like. The yeah. lie, the lies, brought her down, but the voice didn't bring her down, right? She got to the head of a company and got all kinds of investor capital. And I get this guy can make the same argument. He's got a girlfriend. She's ready to in, 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 introduce him to her family. Why yeah. would he stop doing the voice?
0: I, I, I kind of feel like God. This is so weird because I, you hear every once in a while about people in uh, Hollywood who kind of do a voice. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if you've heard the whole... There's, like, a thing about Sofia Vergara that she's really putting it on. Um, yeah, that she's um, leaning
1: into it a little bit.
0: She's, like, really, yeah, leaning into it. It's not exactly how she is, but it's almost, like, what we expect, expect from her. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'll give you what you expect, and you can cast me in whatever you want. This is my yeah. thing, sure. Uh, I wonder if this person is just, like... He's been doing it. He seems to get good results. And he's thinking, <laughs> I don't know why I would ever stop. One yeah. thing is for sure. He had that moment where he got caught. I don't know. I felt like something happened recently where I felt like felt like I got caught. I I, I fancy myself a pretty honest guy. But I don't know how. I felt like I got caught in something. Yeah. And that immediate feeling of like, Completely flushed. I feel like I immediately start started to smell. I was like, oh my God. I <laughs> like some <laughs> smell. My, Yeah, like my body, <laughs> every part of my body was like freaked out that I got caught in something.
1: Just started emitting an odor.
0: Yeah. Smelly um, Pinocchio. Uh did you ever see well, this is a sad thought, but do you ever see the act of killing? <laughs> no. All right. Well it's a <laughs> It's not a fun documentary. <laughs> it's the most intense documentary I've ever seen about uh, <laughs> massacres in Indonesia. Anyway, oh, uh, at the end of it, this guy is coming to terms kind of with what he's done. And he just, like, his body is al- almost rejecting what's happening to him. And he just starts like... It's, it is it wow. is the most wild moment I think I've ever seen uh, in uh, film or television or whatever. It's just incredible watching someone not be able to handle uh the truth of their life so i think this moment when she confronted him i'm not saying so, it's exactly like the act of killing but it's 99 <laughs> the same uh when he gets i love that like when
1: he's him. asleep and he gets woken up he's got a different voice or when he's like surprised yeah <laughs> I mean, um, so I, t- I understand where this guy is coming from. He's not doing a bit. He's like, it's out of fear and insecurity. And mm-hmm. I completely relate. Yeah. And he, and it, as a bald dude, this is sort of like, do I wear a toupee or let myself go bald? Because mm-hmm. like, losing your hair is like traumatic. Like I, I really disliked it when it happened. But I was like scared of all like hair medicine stuff, whether I should have been or not, probably not. But I, I didn't want to do that. And I was like, it's, it's going to happen. I'm just going to become a bald dude and I, I probably did have a moment where i was like should i do like a toupee but i didn't because it's like none of them look good they just look mm-hmm. it's not worth it um but i understand but sometimes i'll see old dudes with toupees and i'll be like i wish i almost wish i could be it i bet you it looks good to you in the mirror guy with a toupee and i almost long for those moments so i'm emotionally relating to this guy but unfortunately he's got to drop it. She's right. She's got to talk to him about it. Like it's it's dishonest. It it does feel he, like even if he just says this is it's fake and I want to keep doing this, that would be better.
0: That would be way better for him to acknowledge what was going on, especially yeah. with the person he was with. Hopefully there's enough trust there um you know, that you could be so vulnerable to tell the person like, yeah, this is something I'm super insecure about and-
1: Five or six months isn't a bad time to have that conversation. I almost don't think it's like a tragedy he's let it go this long. Yeah, It's I, almost I, like a milestone conversation. How long before you mention, you know, a, a bad chapter of your past? How long before you mention um, some uh, financial problem you might be wrestling with? That's not a first date situation, but once you get into a relationship with somebody, it's got to come up at some time. And when do you bring up the fact that you've been using a fake voice <laughs> the whole time? <laughs> I think five months maybe isn't a bad, isn't a bad time for that. Six months.
0: Yeah. I, I think so too. Um, This uh this woman that's asking this, like, you know, what, what should she do? I think you kind of already broached the subject, you know, that. Titanic has already hit the iceberg a bit. So we all know this is going down. He's aware that the ship is splitting and one side's going to go up and the guy's going to fall down and hit the propeller. We all know (laughs) what's happening. Um, It's just kind of like the movie Titanic. It's slowly happening. And I think you just have to come back to this conversation and in a very loving way, be like, hey, I can tell this is something that you're insecure about or that you don't want to talk about, but um, whatever, you know, like whatever's going on, it's okay. I understand. I've just noticed that you are not using your own voice. I've noticed <laughs> that. And I, I don't know. I think you got to come to it with a lot of love, you know?
1: Right. You have to try to like not activate the defense mechanism that's in place. Mm-hmm. Because this whole thing uh, is
0: a defense mechanism for this big insecurity, which he doesn't like his own voice. And, man, there are so many things that people don't like. Their voice, their height, their hair, their yeah. teeth, their this, their that, their yeah. personality. Well, I wish I was better in a conversation. Why Oh, why is this person so uh, exciting? And I'm just like yeah. everyone has all these things they're worried about. And I feel right. like we do so many things to cover that up. So... I really get where he's coming from, but I also think to not be honest about it ever. That's
1: that's (sighs) bad. Because then you can't let him, this can't be a thing that he, this is how he solves his insecurities in general. Yeah. Oh, uh, I heard you got fired. I didn't get fired. Right. No, you did. I saw you, I saw you at a lunch place all day today instead of at your job. No, 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 no. I'm going to work, I'm getting paid.
0: Yeah, I've been at TJ Maxx
1: all week. Yeah, yeah. Um, TJ Maxx loves me. it's going great at TJ Maxx. They're oh, probably going to put me my name in the in the name of the store.
0: I well, I mean, now we're really pushing it. I I don't even <laughs> think you work there, but I don't think they're going to add Kevin no, to it's it.
1: It's going to be it's going to be TJ Maxx and Kevin.
0: Okay, well, we all know it's not true. Um, yeah, this is just one of those things. I don't. I've never experienced. Maybe this isn't true. Maybe I have.
1: Maybe the way to do it, though, let's, can we just talk out an alternate approach? I think what you yeah. said, Jake, is the right approach. The loving approach, the patient approach. Just a thought experiment. I love pop, it. Pop the bubble. Just like loud and proud. You're that's not your real voice. Stop it. Talk like your real self. So, you sound insane. What if what if that's the way she goes? <sighs> boy. Everybody knows. Oh, I mean, this it's,
0: is... This but I guess is,
1: she didn't know at first, so she didn't know.
0: Yeah, maybe everybody doesn't know, right? Do you just assume, like, oh, I guess Kevin's voice is just getting a little deeper, and then I, all of a sudden, you've always kind of known I mean, Christian Bell,
1: Batman Beyond Voice is pretty intense.
0: It really is. It's... Uh, 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 like, Unintelligible at times. You don't even know what he's talking Oh no, we're hockey parents. I mean, I assume like-
1: even the villains in the world of Gotham know that Batman's putting on a voice. They're like, Batman does a voice,
0: right? He's- <laughs> they're like,
1: well, he's trying to hide his real identity. So that's, we understand why. But Batman, right before he like fractured my skull and like hung me off a fire escape and and threatened my to, to destroy me, I was like, he's doing a voice. That's not his, that's not his real <laughs> voice.
0: That would be wonderful if a lot of people just had to kind of, uh, you know, like, very kindly approach him if, like, Commissioner Gordon put up the signal. And he's like, also, when it's just me and you, you don't got it. I know what the voice thing. Don't worry
1: about it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's okay. Even if I knew yeah. who you were, I'm not telling anybody. Yeah, you can take a break. Take a break from when it's just you and me.
0: I feel like that would be so embarrassing for Batman. Maybe that's, like, kind of what the Joker was saying the whole time.
1: Like, you're a fraud, Batman. Yeah, what's with the voice? That you've made me a killer with your voice. <laughs> That's why I blew up the hospital. Uh
0: I think if she goes nuclear the nuclear option, like let's lay it all out there, let's go right now. It could be it could help him hit his like rock bottom moment with this I don't even know if rock bottom (laughs) applies here that's more of like what happens when you're a drug addict but if he hits his rock bottom with this voice of I'm totally exposed she says everyone knows now it's like something that he believes people are talking about behind his back which by the way she is she has told other people that she's noticed this Um, I think it's going to lead to a very uncomfortable conversation Uh, but it could be the sort of ego death he rip needs the, yeah it
1: could be just rip the band-aid off and i mean it it's, it's make or break i feel like if he doesn't come clean with her you gotta it's over so whether it's through a loving conversation or through the probably inadvisable nuclear option mm-hmm. almost definitely not the way to do it i well, you can't you can't go out the guy just clearly doing a voice and won't admit it it's insane <laughs> what if i was walking around on tippy toes and i just said that was my height I would be like, it looks like you're tired. Your toes are tired. Like, no, I feel This this is how tall I am. Like, at some point, it would would be insane, right? What do you think you would
0: actually do? And, of course, that would be crazy. I mean, and everyone would know it. Somehow, this is obviously a little more disguisable. Yeah. Um, But what would you do if it was someone you were with, and you found out they were doing a voice? How would you handle it? What do you think you'd do?
1: I mean, I think, gosh. If I had not known, and then i find out they're doing a voice... I have to say, it would freak me out. Like, leave.
0: You'd be like, I I don't think this relationship can work because there is a crazy lie going on here.
1: Yeah, it's such a big lie that takes so much energy to maintain. It would scare me. I basically would not believe them anymore. Oh, they have a capacity to, to lie so fully.
0: (sighs) I think you're right. I think that's maybe. I,
1: I would certainly. That would my initial reaction is I would be that freaked out. But I think
0: that's probably. I think you're, you're probably right. And it's so much more bizarre as a voice. It's much more bizarre than someone who maybe, and maybe just because it's normalized, but someone who's wearing a wig or someone who uh, sucks in their stomach all day, every day. <laughs> 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 you know, like I feel like w- things like that are maybe a little more normalized. So it's kind of understandable, but yeah, there is something unsettling about someone's ability to go throughout their whole life with this lie, and when confronted about it, won't even talk about it.
1: If I found out that I was dating somebody and that I thought they were American, and it turns out they were British, but they were just doing an American accent so flawlessly that I had no idea—like somebody on the wire—I mm-hmm. would, I would leave them. It would scare me. I would, I would freak me out. I'd be like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I
0: think you're right, actually.
1: I, I think, guess if they came totally clean and admitted it and said it was weird, maybe then. And there was no evidence that they were lying in any other way. I don't know. I think I don't know. it would just be like, that's just weird. You had a double life with me. Yeah.
0: It is like a double life. It's like a secret family, you know? There's yeah. like a real, there's a real you that you're so scared to let out. How could you ever? How could you ever get to, you know, way down the road, this relationship, you know, the two of you are married. How could you ever trust this person or, or even in the short term, you know, if yeah. you can't believe them about this, how can you believe them about anything? Wow. Yeah. Will, Tough I think one. we did it. I, I think, think we solved it. it.
1: We solved it. Uh, solved.
0: Thank you so much for being here on this podcast. Season two. What an exciting time. It's uh, so Will, great
1: to be part of season two.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: I feel this honored. feels like um, I, lo- season- I love season one. I love season one, but I always felt like this could be more. And now I'm in now I'm in season two. And I'm like, this is it.
0: I feel like it's very similar to 30 Rock, um, where if yeah. you go back and watch season one of 30 Rock, you go, oh, I think they kind of got what was going on here, but they yeah. hadn't really figured it out. And then season two and beyond, you're like, this is All the, the best pistons show.
1: They're firing. Yep,
0: that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for being here again. Where can people find you?
1: On Twitter, W-I-L-L-H-I-N-E-S. And then also willhinesimprov.com if you're an improv nerd who wants classes.
0: Awesome. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.